Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Just jamming out to some collective soul, quarantine style. Oh, nice. You got a nice looking setup there. A real it's mic. Okay. It's okay, man. Yeah, you know, this is where I was, um, Brad and I were doing the podcast um, about, and first of all, I just want to apologize to anyone who was getting real deep into that collective soul track. And I just pulled the plug with no warning. Which Is this uh, live? <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. You sound like your mom <laughs> trying to uh, figure know. out. Dude, that, that I mean. I have so many questions and so many compliments for what you're doing with your mom on uh, IGTV. Oh, thank you, man. Also, you're uh, you're a member of the tribe, right? I am. Yeah, as am I. Morel is a little bit Jewier than you'd be Ray. like one of the like, you'd be like one of the leaders of the pack. Like if we were like walking through I Egypt, appreciate I'd that. like get behind you. <laughs> I get behind. I'd be like, this is my fucking like with my frame. I need to, I need to like team up with like a muscle guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I mean, dude. I'll, I'll by the way, I'll take. See, this is also the beauty of Zoom and FaceTime. It's like you can position yourself in a way where no one can truly gauge your definition. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you can tell I got arms, but is there actual yeah. muscle attached? You know, we'll see after the quarantine. Have you been trying That's to right. uh, find any uh, any ways to keep keep active, take walks? Yeah, dude, here look, for- I got fucking walks. I got, like, kettlebells in here and shit. I got, like... Jeez, easy, on. Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, I just, I just want to, like, not get disgusting. That's my plan. Oh, I know, dude. Well, also, you strike me as a guy that's just got metabolism from 1994 that won't quit. I mean, I I actually I play ball a lot if I'm in New York, and I I do I try to at Rutgers. <laughs> at Rucker, no, at Rucker Park? no. <laughs> so I find little holes on the Upper West Side. I don't I don't go down to Rucker and ball with Skip to my Lou and and KD when he drops dude, in. <laughs> please tell me though you've walked by or at least uh, been invited. What is the do you have to get an invite or a, a be a plus one? Be a what do you have to do as a white guy to get if you're not playing, obviously, to even be a spectator? I'm not playing. I don't <laughs> not with know. that attitude. I don't know. <laughs> I've gone by. I mean, I go by sometimes like West Fourth or something when they'll have a game and just watch right. a little bit before the seller. But no, I, I mean, I'm so into the NBA that that's kind of where my obsession yeah. lies. Did you realize how dark uh, no sports could be when they? took away the NBA. I told my buddy last night, I go, it was, uh, you know, never did I think when like the Sonics left Seattle, which a buddy of mine the other day hit me up and he goes, same buddy actually we're talking about. And he goes, um, uh, by the way, it sounds like a really bad bit that you're like, Hey, just the other day, it's eight years ago. Right. You know, when people yeah. do that and they're like, dude, just a couple hours ago, I got eight years. Was it eight years? Wow. Well, the songs have been gone since 2000, 10 i want to say maybe 2009 and he goes dude there's these great podcasts that bill simmons does on the ringer called sonic boom where they look back at sonics and how they left seattle i go hey do you also have audio of my folks uh fighting once last one one more time before they split and him walking out i go because i'd love (laughs) to listen to that right after and uh but the sonics leaving was so devastating but never did i think like oh like at least a whole nba like Thank God the whole NBA didn't leave. Well, at least you got to like kind of pick and shoot. Not at least. I mean, I can't imagine. Your team died and mine's been on life support for like 20 years, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of what happened. But I'm a Knicks yeah. fan for those that don't know. But you yeah, know, uh, it's been we had one year with Mello where we looked kind of cool and that maybe two, but it, it was pretty bleak. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I miss the NBA so much. Like, the way Ozark just dropped season three, I'm like, can't yeah. we just, like, can we have just, like, backlogged a couple of James Harden Giannis games, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Just, can we yeah, just like, drop, like, ten of those? <laughs> the way right that, now? yeah, the way that people, you know, stack up podcasts in the queue just in case they're going to be, uh, you know, gone and away from good Wi-Fi. The NBA, yeah. should, they're going to have to start looking at a way to backlog games and go, dude, just, like, can we get a couple inside the NBA episodes just ready? Like, can we just say, like, you know what's going to happen if Harden plays Giannis? 
It does suck if they do a quick playoffs, which I'm actually all for because I think uh, – look, at this point, I don't really – like – Who do you root for now, the Lakers or the Blazers? Well, That's the Seattle move now. It's, it's weird it is. they were your rivals. But well, they – they took uh, took, uh, took the Blazers. Totally. My dad lives in Oregon, so that's and we so we and we in basketball is kind of our uh, in our thing, and so that's to talk about the team up there. Also, I love that Dame is probably one of the last guys that will not leave a franchise, even if it just not yet. But they haven't really been this. I mean, they're missing the playoffs this year. We'll see. We'll see how long that attitude stays. You know, I you want know. to be the hometown guy, but you don't want to lose. But he gets paid, and I don't. I don't know if they do one year where they go you know what, like, we're going to pay you, but not enough to stay forever. And then, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he does want to win. I thought Dwayne Wade was going to be a a member of the Heat for his whole career, and then there was that weird bulls and calves here, and you're like, "What? wait, what? It's like when your dad shaves his mustache for, like, a week, and you're like, dude, who are you? (laughs) Um, I I do think there's something to be said about how everyone – and you can speak to this being a Hoops fan. It's like basketball got ripped away, and then I was like, all right, I think this is getting kind of serious. And then yeah. they canceled Stagecoach, and I go, oh, this virus <laughs> means business. Uh, no, but then, then obviously no, they, more. No, having no stand-up has been freaking insane. Like, it's kind like, of a, a – yeah, it's, an, it's, a, it's getting to be a redundant of a question that people ask. But, like, truly, I think because people – stand-up's been on such a nice little rise that people are like, what are you doing? There's no – because – they don't think of things like this or any of these virtual shows people are trying to pull off, but how for someone I know like you, that's pretty prolific writing wise and getting on stage. And, uh, and I mean, to have it just kind of be taken away, is it depressing? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's rough, man. It sucks. You gotta, I mean, that's really the, I'm staying, staying with Taylor, you know, we date and, and immediately, uh, she said, what are we going to do? And not even about like money, but about like creativity and not losing our chops. And yeah. that was kind of, you know, we, we both kind of said, well, let's just start making shit. Let's just start making stuff immediately. And I think that's, it kind of saves you from falling into that funk. Cause there's that moment when you, after you make a sketch or after you do something where you're like, all right, I did something. Yeah. You just want to work that muscle a little. I know it's a different muscle. I mean, I fucking did not want to become a YouTube comedian, but here we all are. You <laughs> hey know man. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It. But it's also, you know, like you said, you got to be active in some way to flex the muscle. Because, look, athletes, they all got private basketball courts. Fucking right. when Guy some Fieri. Of them, some of them still have. There was a guy in the Nets like a year ago who stole a roommate. He was like, I'm saving my money. I'm like, is that how fucking expensive New York is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. make the NBA and you're like, fuck, let me go on Craigslist and find uh, two other NYU yeah, yeah. kids. Yeah, I, you know, they can shoot hoops and they got private gyms and like yeah you know even certain comic like you know i've seen people post their full-on gyms or doing their st- staying active but like yeah we we need uh, the, you know a chef man if the restaurant closed down a oh, fucking cook at home like you can still stay active that way but this might be one of the this few is the most i've ever cooked in my life like this is like because how often like we're comics how often are you just like grabbing something on the go and just you know oh like, constantly yeah. dude you're chilling in a diner or something in between spots and oh like, yeah I, I i feel like we're all gonna be amazing at like chopped you know that show chopped like we all oh, are gonna it. be like we'll be like we'll all have like a hot 30 minute thing we could throw together quickly you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like what we're has- learning how to spice properly right now like i'm fucking <laughs> roasted red pepper flakes and everything oh wow purpose oh yeah i like to you know a little all purpose what is that well you, you got those all purpose like pepper to- flakes no, no, no. I get some of the ones that are like a little thyme and, uh, you know, pepper and, and salt and uh, garlic seasoning, celery salt, get a little bit of everything in there. Jesus, how fired up is your mom? Having a Jewish mom that now has a son <laughs> that is like, you know, uh, culinary savvy? Yeah, well, culinary savvy, but 3,000 miles away. So it's kind of like the, that it's is the problem. Scale. Yeah. You know? She it's want- like meeting a guy. Yeah. <laughs> She wanted me to come home. It's that classic Jewish mother thing where she wanted me to come home, but I'd be like, well, I'm not going to see you. <laughs> I'd be coming home just to my apartment. I'm not yeah. going home to just like, I can't go visit. I know. But this that Jewish mom thing. She's like, well, if he's 12 blocks away, he's safer. Hilarious. In a studio apartment than he would be in a fucking two bedroom in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh yeah. My mom up in Seattle, she's like, stay the fuck away from me. And her <laughs> and my stepdad, you know, they're Uber eats in it and they're, you know, she hasn't left the house, I don't think, in three weeks. And, you know, I keep telling her, I was like, you got to, like, get a routine. You got to walk. You got to get some sort of, like, 
movement going so that you don't just become a complete piece of shit. And, uh, and it's, man, she's, but she's terrified. You know, she's 70, about to be 71. My stepdad's 75 or 76. His puns, his puns are in their thirties, but he is Damn. 75, 76. Right. Oh, we're talking, dude, what did he say last night? He goes, uh, he goes, uh, he made a Corona beer joke, which was like real dark. Oh, man. And, yeah. uh, cause he's like a real West Point grad paper out since he was eight. So he's like, you know, he, he came to, uh, college when I was doing a play and down here in LA and there was like a rusty nail for whatever reason on my, um, pothead roommates, uh, uh, little coffee table and he picked it a up. A rusty goes, nail? Like the cocktail or an actual rusty nail? Like a rusty nail, yeah. Like I don't know what was happening. My my yeah. roommate at the time was uh, sold pot and he had like four pet chinchillas and then we had this guy upstairs named Blake that would come down and steal our Listerine caps to try to get like voucher points so he could get like another Listerine bottle. There was a lot going on. This was just two blocks away from USC's campus. And so uh, he, my stepdad picks up the nail and goes, well, you really nailed the part. Right. All right. So like stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I also need a tetanus shot now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's some in college who would, he would fucking, he would dip into a water bottle and we were too lazy to go to the bathroom. So he would just, you know, I'd be like four feet from his bed and he would dip into this water bottle and you know, I'd be too lazy to brush my teeth. So every once in a while, you just dip it in a Poland spring. Oh God. Dip it in his, in his dip. Oh no. I hated him so much. Dude, did you, at what point when it hit your teeth and gums, did you go? I just, I, yeah. And he, he, you know what? He also had like, oh, this bugged me about him. He was like the bitch of his frat class. So he was like, he was getting hazed oh, and man. he'd come, he'd come home stinking of crab oil and stuff. And like, he'd, he'd fuck up my, you would just start wearing my clothes. Cause he'd be like, they're, they're ruining all my clothes. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. Thanks. Oh and dude. Then, uh, yeah. And the- then, and then he would, uh, his ring, they would just call him all night to, make him do shit so we'd have to leave his phone on loud so i'd just be uh i'd just be woken up by this annoying sean paul <laughs> ringtone <laughs> in the middle of the night every night right i think it was that i think that was the one yeah, yeah yeah dude yeah the uh the you know i did the frat thing we didn't get hazed that uh it happened to people but Luckily, I had a class that was like so down to just make fun of everything and really have a sense of humor. Um, but this kid that I did room with um, freshman year came back. Same thing. We never got food like painted on our clothes, but he came back in this like super nice suit. It was like a super San Diego bro. His name was Justin Porter. And he's just like, fucking he comes in at, like four in the morning, opens the door. He's covered in like ketchup and mustard. And I just like wake up out of a deep slumber. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm kind of laughing because I'm like, this is insane. And he'd just been talking that night about how much he loved everyone. And he's like, these guys are fucking tight, dude. They're fucking, dude, like, there's usually some narnar shit that goes down in these fucking houses, dude. But these guys fucking have your back, dude. They're true. They're Ugh. true bros. And then he comes in covered. And I go, what happened, dude? He goes, look at my fucking shoes, dude. I got fucking ketchup shoes. And I go, wow, that's, that is awful. He's like, fucking ketchup shoes and mustard pants, dude. I go, yeah, they doused you. He's like, fuck, fuck, takes it all off. He's like, I'm never going back there. Literally goes back there the next day, comes back, brings like six of the guys back. I'm like, what happened? I thought ketchup shoes was a was the end of your uh, your your frat experience. Like, nah, man. They said they were sorry. <laughs> they said they were sorry. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there was some dark shit. I was at Tulane for like a year and a half, and they did oh, some shit. dark. They did some dark shit. To, I mean, I remember like years later, kids I knew got in trouble. I mean, I didn't like hang out with them, but I knew these kids from like the dorms. And they were like in trouble for with on a CNN article. They gave kids third degree burns, hazing. How how is that hazing? They're like I'm just gonna fucking I'm gonna dump this bucket of spaghetti on your head. <laughs> yeah, how is dude, that hazing? If anything, that's somewhat refreshing. Just de- depending on how you were raised, I think too. Like the really, you know, the the physical acts like that. Like when somebody would they make somebody like try to drink a gallon of milk. It's like, and then you hear, and then yeah. it sounds so silly. And then you see on CNN like. Kid dies from chugging too much all sport, and you're like, dude, I don't even know they were yeah. selling that still. First of all, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he overdosed on surge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I believe. Yeah, there, there were these remember vans. Those that, drinks, remember Jolt? Jolt oh, was a good one. Jolt was actually Jolt found its way into a couple Happy Meals, and by that I mean meals that I had that I was having a great time with. Where I was like, you know what? I think Jolt can wash down whatever I'm having, and I'm not gonna have somewhat of a panic attack before I go to sleep. But, but that surge, was like, that was like, <laughs> you don't realize you're drinking like 
what, two and a half cups of coffee or whatever in one soft drink? Oh, yeah. And an energy drink. Yeah. It was like, I mean, who knows what the slogan was, but it was like, you know, having night tears, want to get rid of them, but also find a way to swim to Cabo in the middle of the night. <laughs> Have you started eight businesses online <laughs> with nobody? Do you remember seven hour energy or six hour energy, whatever it was? Yeah. That was like a fucking, that was, that, there used to be commercials of that everywhere. You know, some CD shit happened. Oh yeah. With like the, with, you know, the government or the FDA or something where they're just like, yeah, you can't advertise ever again. <laughs> How did you even hear about Surge? Like what was your uh, intro to that product? I think they had those old commercials where they'd go, Surge. Yeah. People were freaking out. And you're like, oh, that shit looks cool. You yeah. Know? Everyone's freaking out. We had a van full of strangers pull up to our eighth grade gym and get out in a surge van, which, by the way, as douchey as it was, we were just like, we saw the guy get out and we we're like, dude, you know, he just crushes. Like, yeah. he's got all the surge girls' numbers and he just is spinning a rotating, uh, you know, dick to, to all his friends. But they gave out all this free surge and we we're in eighth grade, so it was free shit. So you're fired up. Not even, I remember coming home with like a backpack full of it. My mom was like, you're not drinking that. I was like, it's soda. She's like, let me look at the ingredients. She's like, okay, sodium, crack. You know, it was just like yeah. every, everything oh that shouldn't it, be in it. It graduated into Four Loco. They was like, like when are we going to combine all this shit? And Four Loco was like the <laughs> marriage of the alcoholics and just the sugar addicts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just have Uncles a loved Four Loco. Dude, who drank that shit? Uncles, uncles, and substitute <laughs> teachers. Uh, yeah, it was kids. Kids who just want to get fucking blasted. Yeah, the the success, the surge success, as it was called, I think took us into some dark times. It only we were one cool rapper away from Four Loco sticking around. Because look at Fifty That's Cent. True. He's like vitamin water, vitamin he water. He saved it, <laughs> but he but he had he had a stake in it though. They gave him like they asked him if he wanted money or a percentage, and he and he's like, I'll clearly take a percentage. I have influence, <laughs> yeah, and I'll get fucking rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need like yeah, we need something. Who do you it, think could have saved for- Four Loco? What what <laughs> celebrity slash rapper could have taken Four Loco out of the gutter and back to the top I'll tell of you Beverage who. Mountain? Dmx, because <laughs> he would have believed it. It would have been he would have screamed, and he would have been like, Yeah, that shit that that looks fun. Oh my but god. I mean, you know what else we need is like we need a new type of drink like that because it's time. It's like it, yeah. we need a new drink that parents are like, no, because it's yeah. a fucking apocalypse moment. We need we need something, especially right now. It's like I don't know how much you're consuming, like purchasing things like on the Internet or, or at the store. But, you know, I go back and forth being one of my buddies, actually, who works at like a mass uh, production place is like, you know, uh, he's like, dude, they're going to start. People are going to need masks. He's like, yeah, do maybe some Adam Ray mask with something funny on it. I was like, dude, I don't know if I have the balls Where's to the try- profit off. Well, I would, t- I would gladly pay him for however much I could get a bunch of them for, and then try to send all the money, you know, make it make a, but then even just trying to figure it out, dude, made me feel real, real awful. I was like, <laughs> I, I can't like, you know what I'm saying? Cause the idea of donating money to a thing, but I was like, I should just do that. And cut out the middleman of me having to go through any sort of backlash of people being like, you got funny masks. Like, that just <laughs> seems is, like the funny, wrong move. It is funny, too, because everyone's calling this a war. But, like, you would never see that in, like, World War II. You're like, don't forget your Adam Ray helmets in the battle. <laughs> Bring them in. All right. Well, see, that's, here's the problem with that joke. You just gave me a great idea. <laughs> and, now, and, and if you act now, 20% off the, uh, the A-Ray stun gun. Um, you mentioned that you and Taylor got real creative with, um, with your quarantine series yeah. and how, where, where did that super funny, by the way, Thanks. didn't know you had acting chops and look, we're I talking don't. Instagram TV <laughs> chops, but still I, <laughs> yeah. you were believable enough in a minute to a minute and a half video to make me yeah. go, Oh, I can watch more Sam. Oh, thanks. You got a likable, you got a likable, almost like Ross on friends, like older, <laughs> um just back in the pussy back no 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 older cooler brother no no you're oh, the wow. you're the opposite of ross oh thanks yeah you gotta let me finish man and uh you got you come in smoking you get ross to like do the stuff you know what i'm saying like you're like ross was always a bitch and a pussy growing up and you're the one who like you know stole his allowance to buy cigarettes yeah, with dude. when you were 10 you know ross try this try this four loco dude see what happens. <laughs> yeah you see what yeah 
Yeah, yeah. You maybe you know you maybe get a hand job from Rachel in one episode, dude. I I'm fuck. Write it up. Let's pitch it, dude. I the amount it. of friends spec scripts that involve what hand if I, jobs. What if I showed up at NBC and I'm like, guys, I wrote something. They're like, yeah, you're like 30 years too late on this. I'm like, I I think we should get the band back together. It's called I hear, buds. I hear reunion murmurs. You know, I'm thinking. Just reunion murmurs like, yeah it's not in a hot tub ross is in the window They're like dude we're gonna have to ask you to leave <laughs> hey guys adam ray here for the about last night podcast hope you're enjoying the episode man it's good to be back and you know what the best part about being back is sharing the goodies with you the fans i love candles okay you know from listening to this podcast we've always had candles living around the apartment and now my new place and um, I'm tired of buying the bullshit candles from the store. I want some personal touch. I want something handmade. So that's why I found Hangover Candle Company. That's right. Homemade by a bartender in Fort Collins, Colorado. He's a big comedy fan, podcast fan. Reached out. Said, I love the pod. Would love to some- send you some candles. I'm like, I'm not comfy giving you my address. He's like, come on, trust me. I was like, all right, let's roll the dice. Boom. Now I've got fucking 40 different flavors of Hangover Candle Company candles in my place. Um, they're cut sanded poured packed and shipped all by him um and you can choose from over 200 different containers okay to build your candle in and over 40 different scents to create your own uh smell you can customize your own scents shit man they've got flavors like uh fucking root beer apple pie cinnamon stick coffee fresh cut grass uh hazelnut lavender leather maple syrup peach pine sandalwood spearmint sea breeze vanilla bean watermelon go to hangover candle co uh, on Etsy, okay? Go to Etsy, type in Hangover Candle Co. It'll pop up the shop and then pick your candles and then use the promo code ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. 25%. Hangover Candle Co. is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but again, go to Etsy, type in Hangover Candle Co., find the candles and the smells you want, create your own, and then use ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. I love candles. They're great for any occasions, bar mitzvahs, circumcisions, uh, fucking weddings, funerals, gender reveal parties, uh, divorce parties, uh, coming out parties, coming in parties, coming parties. These candles are the shit, and they're my fave, and I want you guys to have them. So type in Etsy.com, and then type in Hangover Candle Co., and, uh, and pick your candles and use ALN25 at checkout for 25% off. All right? Start smelling better. Start looking better. Start feeling better, okay? Because everybody farts, and candles are a great way to get rid of that. And now back to the episode. Where did it fall in the line of ideas? Because you talked about going through that, and I think there are stages to this quarantine where it's like depression, then, you know, thoughtfulness, yeah. then perspective, then booze, Bargaining. then, then uh, cooking, then FaceTime and your yelling. folks. Yelling, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's like this yelling, fucking drinking, eating balance that you're trying to oh my God. keep the on food, a daily basis. I mean, like, I feel like I'm probably the same weight because I'm I, I'm panicking so much that I feel like it's like shedding yeah. calories. But uh, I uh, yeah, man, I've been eating a lot. I'm just eating so much trash. And how is Taylor with uh, like because you, you guys were apart for. I mean, this pretty much the whole relationship. And this is kind of giving it you took a, this uh, to bring us together. It's yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. It took but, shit. And I heard her talking about on Whitney's pod. And I assume this was going to be the case where it's like, you know, you kind of, it is kind of the ultimate way to go. Oh, cool. Is this like a real thing or not? Because yeah, spending that no couple, by the way, spends as much time together ever in real life. So now it's like, a know. Tr- it's a true. We just saw a headline on people that said uh, something along the lines of Sam Morell said dating Taylor Tomlinson is harder than a marriage. <laughs> oh <laughs> my people. God. But what I meant was it's harder than a marriage because there's, there's no pause. Her friend, Dustin Nickerson said that to us. And I was kind of saying what he was saying where he said this, she said, this is like a marriage. And he said, no, it's harder because it's, you know, it, there's no break. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, married people, and I know some. They're uh, they're having a tough go. They're yeah. they say that their kids are having a tougher go. I hear mixed. Where some married folks are like, we're closer than ever. We're you know we're getting in the bed a little bit more. We're, uh, we're finding they? ways. Yeah, but then I hear. By the way, this is the other people who are like, we're running out of holes. That's the more <laughs> fucking. That's the more. Regular. There's only so much ear sex you can do on a Sunday fun day. Uh, you're like no, we, easy. It was. It was on me. It was on me to do, I, I, I think, because, you know, it's, 
it's on whoever's visiting, right? And like, if she were in New York, it'd be on her kind of, you know? So I was here and I'd been here for most of February promoting my special. And then, uh, which is, I think when I saw you at the comedy store. Yeah. And then, and then March, I was, I came back here, you know, cause she had been traveling so much and she started promoting her special. And, uh, it just kind of, it was like the day I was supposed to leave for the Tempe improv and, I had to decide and my agents said, well, we're going to cancel that weekend. But then I'm kind of like, this is like, this feels weird. This feels Whoa. end of the worldy. So I'm, I'm kind of stuck. And I, I just said, you know, let's, I said, you got to cancel whatever thing. Cause we have to figure it. She had a podcast later that day. I was like, you got to cancel it. Cause we got to figure out what we're doing for the next, for, for the foreseeable future. Cause it looks like I'm canceling Gotham, which was the next weekend. And a lot of tickets were sold for that already. So that was pretty, that was a bummer. That's Damn. A, I'm a hometown. Yeah, kid, that's so. my favorite club in that city, and that's like I'm sure great. coming great up there. Club. Yeah, so if that's your room, and then your 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 special comes out, it's it's fire. Now it's probably pumping and up I, the sales too. And my I am add my new stuff. You know, I, I have like a new hour to show, so I was excited for that. And then you know, it got pushed back. So uh, I was figuring out what to do, and I said, well, let's just go to the grocery store before this gets really crazy. So we went to the grocery store, and pe a lot of people were there, but they still had a lot of stuff there. So we just fucking loaded up. And then once I was helping her pack, she doesn't really drink. So I, I went to the liquor aisle. And once she saw me go to the liquor aisle, she kind of, I think, knew I was staying. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, and then she just, I could see her looking scared. And I figured, like, you know, when you're just like, you're just like, well, let me just make this stop. So I was like, I'll stay. And then I was like, fuck, I just said I'll stay. <laughs> not because I didn't want to stay, but because I'm like, I'm not going to be home. Yeah. Like, I was already That's... not home for most sure. of February. Now I'm not home for March. And, and who the fuck knows? Like, I didn't know what was happening. Wow. So but once we got back, like, you know, so we, we planned it out. Like, we, I got the exercise equipment. I ordered an Xbox. We went to this arcade in Sherman Oaks once, and we played Halo. And I remember, like, she fucking loved Halo. So I'm like, let Whoa. me get an Xbox, two controllers, Halo. It's been huge. Oh, yeah? It's been, it's great for, you know, we get in a little quarrel, hit the Halo co-op mission, Bonding activity, kill some aliens together. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> That's I incredible. Who, dude, yeah. by the way, I mean, you should be, I know Halo's probably fine on their advertisements, but fucking find a way to make that like. That was good. Any way of a sponsorship that it brings couples together after a fight. It does. And it's also not that hard. It, the controls, like neither of us are that good at video games. So it's like, we can both kind of pull it off. It's That's amazing. Good. Yeah. What are the types? I love of the game, man. What are the types of quarrels in a new relationship when you're, I mean, obviously like anybody spending this much amount of time around anyone is going to find there's just, it's, it's not, again, it's not normal. Exactly. It's nothing real. And like, you're in the honeymoon stage, which is great. So there's probably, it's more often than not positive moments, but how do you, what are the Usually quarrels? in the honeymoon stage, you could take a walk. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I mean, so I think you just got to pick, you just got to pick. Like we had a moment recently where I think one of us just said, is this worth it? And we just, the fight just went away. Like, Dude. we're just, we're getting better. Like, because the fights are never. It's oh, never is the fight real, worth man. it? I thought you yeah, were yeah. saying somebody dropped no, a bomb no, no, being like, no, no, what no, are no. we is, doing? No, no, no. Is this fight worth it? Gotcha. Okay, no, good. No, no, no. You can't, you can't be pushing and pulling with, with stakes like this right now when, with the world the way it is, you know? So did she come to you and say, hey, let's find something creative to do. We're both, first of all, when you started dating, how... Did you guys well, by, see? If I come by you, you mean turn to me. <laughs> she didn't come to me. We're, we're together. Uh, but yeah, no, she, uh, yeah, she said we should, we should make a web series. And she says that she said it kind of jokingly, but I said, yeah, let's do it right now. And she, I guess when you're with a comic who's also just in, like, I'm, yeah, like, why wouldn't we do that? We're together. This we is why no comics are great. We yes and, and we're always throwing darts at the yeah. wall, right? So She's great at it too, because her so many of them just start with something funny she said, and then I'll riff with her, and then we riff back and forth, and we're like, "Oh, that's a that's a bit, that's a sketch." That's awesome. And she's such a joke writer that she wants her to be like, you know, either like a bunch. Of, it's almost like with a joke, which is like once if we do a sketch, she'd be like, "Set up punch, punch tag," you know, like she'll make sure there's enough things yeah before it's good, you know, because we we made the mistake on maybe like one where we're like, "All right, well, that was just relatable, but was it funny enough?" Right. It's got to be more than just relatable. Was that part of the thing that you guys, uh, you know, enjoyed in each other when you first met? Because I think you both are, you know, people probably say this. People Magazine probably said this. Um, <laughs> that that uh, so funny. That you guys are both, like, 
you know, classic joke writers where, like you said, like with the setup punch, tag punch. I mean, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I drove back from Arizona a couple of days ago with their folks there the last couple of weeks just because they had a backyard and it was space and there was like they hadn't really caught up yet. So we were like, let's just get out of this cabin fever. And we just stayed there for two weeks and we listened to um, special uh, again. I, our, our, I told you I already seen it and how great it was. And thank you, man. My girl really got a new fan and she uh, just the jokes. It was she was just like, wow, he gets in so much, but they're so tight. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I definitely want to ask him like how, you know, you and, and Mark Norman, I think, are, are two of my faves at that where you're just like. Mark's, you, Mark's great at that. He's yeah, so, you guys are very similar in, ha in possessing that skill set. Well, we that came I, up together. We we not only came up together, but like we, like we're pretty close coming up together. So there was, you know, I can go back like 10, 11 years, me texting Mark, like, meet me at the coffee shop. Let's work on jokes. And he would just meet me in Brooklyn or wherever I was. Wow. Was, so he was, Mark's always been uh, so down to just do that. And he's, and he's so, he's so uh, good with, uh with running bits because it's he's 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 generous we're not in a fake way but in a way we're like if something's not there yet he'll he'll be encouraging still he'll right be like, no i think you could maybe do it. what if you did this or he's he's really uh he's great to bounce joke uh jokes with yeah have you always been that way like did you uh, the who were the people that you kind of looked up to that kind of influenced your uh your style well you know anyone who kept it tight and 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 was writing a lot. So, I mean, guys like Gary Goldman, I loved watching him. Oh, I yeah. loved watching, uh, I mean, Attell, Colin Quinn, um, Nick Griffin always killed me. I thought his joke, I thought his Letterman sets were just lights out. Oh yeah. And you know, I, I see a lot of that in Taylor where it's like, you know, she never wastes a word. So I, I, that's kind of how we even started chatting to begin with is I think I just sent her a message after a tonight show set where I was like, man, what a set, you know, uh, not a, not a wasted word and, and great writing and and yeah we just were like friendly after that and then you know yeah so i i love that she's a great writer you guys tag each other's stuff and sit down and have writing sessions or is it more it, like if you see a set while you're at the same club or is that is that you know getting she into doesn't she doesn't uh like to run jokes by me as much uh just because i think she's got like a comfort level with uh, her her friend Dustin and she's good with that. And you know, I have friends like that too, but I'll, I'll bounce a bit by her here and there. And she, she'll, she'll do it occasionally. It's so annoying. Cause it's like, I'll like, sometimes I'll see her tweet something and be like, fuck, that's like a great premise for a bit. And she'll just be like, Oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, just run, run a bit by me. I, I like, I like hearing them. Like, you know, I just like, yeah. I'm, I'm dating a comic. I want to hear him. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, she's great at that and great original premises. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like her jokes a lot. Where did you film your special? I did it at the Village Underground at the Comedy Cellar. Right. So it's like, you know, it's like the satellite room from the cellar. It's like 220 or 240 maybe. And you did it yourself, right? Yeah, man. I shot the special. No one bit. And it was kind of <laughs> demoralizing a little bit. I did my tap dance for the industry. I did, uh, I did a show out here in August. And I did a show out here... Uh, and then my agent was like, I can get more people out if you go back in September. I can get more people out. I was like, all right. So I went back and she's like, there's no way you're not selling this. There's no way. I was like, all right. And then I did it for New York. I did it for like HBO, everyone, you know, and, and, you know, there was some like potential interest and then nothing. And then, uh, how did it go? How did the sets go? I mean, you feel I like I killed, I crushed. It was, I was like, gonna say. not one of those sets I would look back at and be like, I, yeah, I, I killed. Yeah. Proud of the sets. Uh, I was on on all those sets and they were my people because I promoted all of them. So I was like, not just killing, but killing like the way I want to kill. Wow. So, so I think it kind of looked similar to how the special came out, which is why I love filming it in the club. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it hurt a little bit. But then also, you know, what am I going to do? I'm so glad I put it out because fuck, now I'd have to, I'd be out of shape with those jokes right now. So at least now I have a new hour. Yeah, to I was going to say, what, what is the mindset of, first of all, you know, building up an hour like that and then, you know, feeling confident. Cause then you do an hour with comedy central before. Yeah, I did. And so I, they, I, they were cool about it. They, they came to watch and they were like, we think it's really funny and stuff, but they just didn't make an offer. Cause I had just done one with them. So I think for TV, it really wouldn't have made much sense, but also, you know, I didn't really want to be on TV. I don't, yeah. I, I think unless you're on an app that's easily attainable, 
it didn't make much sense to me because uh, their app is not really easy to use. So I said, right. if I, so then they kind of reached out again once they heard I did it. I kind of assembled a crew of people. Jason Katz directed it and he did such a great job. And he, um, he assembled his crew and uh, everyone just helped out the seller. You know, uh, so many people just wanted to help. So then we shot it. And Comedy Central kind of reached out like, hey, maybe we can do something with this. And, and I said, well, you know, uh, I'd love to be in business with you guys, but there can't be any ads how we do this. There's going to be no ads because I'm going up against like Chappelle specials yeah. with no ads. So yeah. why the fuck do I, who's going to watch <laughs> Sam Morell with ads Dude. over Chappelle with no ads? So I was it's like, almost like if you're going to put it up, you have to call the special Sam Morell with no ads just so people know like, all right. I'm not have to do any extra clicking. I should have called it that. That's such a better title. <laughs> I, I, you know, so it, it really was, uh, it was really just them being pretty cool about it. And they're like, yeah, well, they at first were like, it's got to be at least one ad. And I was kind of like, just no. I just said no. <laughs> then, Good uh, for you. And then. Even though they uh, could have, what if they were like, dude, it's one ad or, or go to fucking jambajuice.com. Well, they said, they said it's got to be in the middle. And I said, no way. I said, that, that is how you lose people. No yeah. one's going to finish it. I don't oh, care yeah. how good it is. You're not finishing it. Because if they see one ad. Finish, no, if they see one ad. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I said, people don't finish Netflix specials. That's what the data says. So if that's as he, wow. so who's going to, you know, who's going to, I don't know. So that, that was kind of non-negotiable for me. And so and then they, they didn't bite. No, they said they'll do it. Comedy Central. Uh, no, I mean, they didn't their, bite on the, on the, they didn't bite back on like, uh, no, they were cool with it. Yeah, they uh, they said, yeah, let's put it. Uh, we'll put it on our YouTube, and they have a subscription base for their CC standup. That's only for standup. So yeah, it's huge. Than the, and it got over a million the, views in like a week, right? It's probably closer to a month, but maybe I don't know how long. To be honest, let's yeah, say let's say like, a week for the sake of this podcast. <laughs> it, it got it got up there quickly, and yeah, uh, yeah, dude, I'm grateful to all the comics that shared it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, um, and everyone. Who it's so it. fucking funny. What's it called again? I got this. Yeah, Samuel, I got this. So you got to look that up on YouTube, everybody. It's uh, just, again, you pack so much comedy into, uh, into an hour and change. And it's, it's also a great thing that you did because it's kind of, it, you know, you just want it to be seen, right? It's like, I'm trying That's to shop, really, it, shop it one like now and it's- take a bribe. If you get a big yeah. paycheck and it's not on Netflix, you almost feel like you're taking a bribe so no yeah. one will ever see it. Yeah. And like, also- so they just bury it. There's an argument to be made, dude, that it's almost more visible on YouTube because you it's not though. Because Netflix, if they get, it's a machine, so they get because they put stuff on YouTube too, and they have a huge uh, subscription base. So if you're on Netflix, you're you're in better shape. But but I did get more views and probably a lot of like stuff on Amazon and HBO. Even I would yeah. say, yeah, 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 Netflix. Because I'm almost I'm at almost two million already. You know, wow. So. Have people um. Now, do you do you consider this your best work at this point? That yeah. special, yeah. Have you had? I think, people... I think it'll keep getting better. I think the next one will be better too. Yeah. Have you had people? I'm always fascinated by the more we progress in this business, the people that <laughs> uh, pop into your circle, whether it's old teachers or friends or people that you had one class with that claim you. And I think everyone's got good intentions. There's always a couple bad raisins that that want to pop out and fucking, um, you know, yeah. just ask for something and and when you don't respond in like an hour but it you've seen their message they're like wow dude hollywood's fucking gotten to you dude all i wanted was backstage backstage passes to the new kids on the block concert oh, fucking man. asshole and you're like all right man well we're all in a quarantine the dates have been canceled first of all and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna use that contact sparingly but so have you had i get people that i get that all the, i get that i used to get that at some like dude I'm, I'm outside the cellar they said that they're sold out can you get me in i'm like how about some notice on this one <laughs> i know uh, no tact I, yeah no uh i don't know uh how about something you've liked I, not even the negative ones but like people that you've enjoyed hearing from that that uh, Trey Wingo from espn wrote me a nice message that made me happy that's yeah dude that's what he i'm said, talking he said about he loved this special i was like holy shit Trey Wingo, childhood man you know wow dude yeah, that's uh, and a, he's he's a really nice guy. He'll 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 reply to. He said he likes the quarantine videos too. And and Taylor doesn't realize how cool it is. I'm like, it's fucking Trey Wingo. She's like, yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I show I try to show her basketball clips, and she's like, I'm not trying to be mean, but it all looks the same to me. And I was just like, just heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, Trey Wingo does to a girl that doesn't know sports. Kind of sounds like like they're big. Was that a villain on Darkwing Duck? Like who is that? Like it it sounds like a guy that I should know that I've probably seen, yeah. but I have no context he's he's one of the i mean 
Dude, when I first started to meet any of those sports center guys, I mean, yeah. Um, what's him. what's his name? Levy, uh, Steve Levy. Uh, uh, next time you're at Laugh Boston, I'm sure he'll come out, dude. That guy comes to a lot of shows. Josh Wolf got me uh, on his radar, and that guy loves comedy. And he's like, again, one of those OG Sports Center guys that you're like, yeah, you've covered he's everything, great. dude. Yeah, did you I, play I just, sports? I yeah, like I'm basketball, but I'm you know I'm whatever. I'm like a fine. I got a I got a bank shot that's consistent. That's the most I can say about my game. All I, right. Yeah, I I saw you playing that All Star game, man. I know I know you're like a fucking post. You're like a post up player, which I love. You oh, can yeah. tell the era that a guy grew up in by how he plays, because <laughs> you're like calling for it in the post, and like, you know that like a 15 year old kid's like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, what's a post up? Shoot the three or try to dunk it, man. And I by know. the way, I was post trying to post up on like Dr. Oz and like uh, a Jai Wilson or AJ whoever the WNBA player was, and. Uh, Dude, I, I can I can I can post like I I just have no strength but I can hit a fadeaway in the post and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm an old like I'm I'm a '90s guy too. I watched the Knicks and I'm like, Ewing just calling for it in the post. That was my era. That little turnaround, beautiful player. I think we talked about this. I had the Ewings and I think you said you did too, right? No, I didn't. But you know, so Ari Shafir texts me like this pre-Kobe stuff. This is it's funny because it's also basketball related. You gotta say Ari that now, right? It's so funny. But I text. I mean, I still talk to Ari. But yeah, uh, I. Uh, but I he te- uh, but he texts me about uh, he was in New Orleans and he just goes what size sneaker are you and I'm like what kind of random fucking text is this and I said I'm a 13 wine he goes oh never mind these are 12 and he sent me a picture of Ewing sneakers I was like oh that's a sweet thing he did you know wow but but he didn't but you know but I told him like I don't like them actually because they're too clunky yeah I like dude. the James Hardens those are like low I never thought I'd rock low tops but they're great I know dude Harden's got a fresh pair of kicks there's there's certain guys I wish I got their shoe just for the nostalgic factor. And I'm also a 13. And did you find it difficult to find shoes? Did you have to go 12 and a half and just try to squeeze in? Or did you go up? Uh, I always, I, I usually was all right. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I also would settle. I wasn't like, oh, I was the type that was like, I need those sneakers. I was like, if they don't have those, I'll just find one that works, you know? Did, uh, did anybody in your family play sports? Like, where'd you get no. even the bug for it? No, no, no. one. Yeah. No, my brother's like a good runner, you know. <laughs> but what not. is that? <laughs> he's a good runner, though. He is, oh, he my is? brother can. Run. Yeah, yeah. He's like a. He was like a cross country captain in his high school. He was fucking. Damn. Good. Yeah, yeah. He's he can, but he's like a long. He's like an endurance runner, which is really just like stubbornness. <laughs> That's all it is. It's not like it's not like being like blazingly. He's not like super fast if you see him, but he's just so he's so good at pacing. I always was envious of the guys that could just force gump their way from one Dude. state to the next. And, and literally get there with a little bit of a sweat broke. There was a kid named Spencer Walsh in my uh, elementary school, high school. And then even now, I still see him post videos with charting his whole run, like the miles, like the endurance, kind of his pre and post workout meal. I always want to comment and be like, Spence, you're still killing it. Remember in the fifth grade when you used to pull your pants all the way down at the urinal to go pee? But, um, you know, I don't yeah. have it in me. It, We'll see how the rest of this quarantine you hold goes. On to it. There are, yeah, there man, ha- I, are, you, are you an athlete? Do you play baseball? So I did baseball, basketball, football in high school. What football I, position were you? Uh, offensive line and defensive tackle. Jeez. I wanted to, I wanted to play tight end, but I was like, you know, I just did the basketball was you know um, uh, a three or four, but then once I started to get a uh, the three pointer was like my thing. So once I got that going, it was like park it on the wing, post up if you can, but like. Uh, football I was uh, you know I, I played the offensive line and, and the senior when I was a sophomore got injured so they wanted me to start varsity and my coach made me sophomore captain and you know I was doing all the camps I was getting pretty big and you know quick little fucking Jew that could you know do some nice chop blocks and so we went to start varsity and then I quit to play Danny Zuko in Greece and that was the end of my football career <laughs> <laughs> you made a choice though you made you made a big choice oh yeah that's, I'm, that's pretty I'm a, cool i'm actually interviewing my coach on uh sunday because i i reconnected with him through facebook and he lives in hawaii and when i was out there doing shows he came out and i was like you know what i was talking to him the uh, about him with a buddy and i was like because he was a quintessential football coach that could get you fired up and inspire you but like dude for basketball there was too much negativity not enough positive affir- uh, positive affirmation and um but he was like a legend at the school and then got fired for breaking a chalkboard during one of our tournaments in Arizona and throwing a water bottle at a kid's head, full water bottle. 
So Damn. if you don't think I'm going to bring that shit up. So I hit him up. I was like, you want to do the podcast? Like, I'd be honored. I was like, great. It's a lot of people that want to hear about, you know, <laughs> everything. I had, a, I had a great coach like that. I actually, I guess he watched my special and then heard some interview because I said, call him Coach Mitchell because his name was uh, Mitchell Sadowski. And he said, you, I, he's, I heard in an interview, you changed the name of it for like legal reasons. He's like, but I don't give a shit. That's the message he wrote me. And I was like, he was the best. He, he got fired actually after I left. All he, coaches. Well, it was a prim and proper school and he was vulgar as hell, which it was like old guard versus new guard. And he would just, he would just say shit that I look back. I'm like, I can't believe it. But he was also to this day, one of the funniest human beings I've ever met. Like he would just like, he would just say shit that was like kind of racist, but then he'd be like, he'd look around the room and go like, Oh, I'm racist. I fucking, I played baseball at Memphis, 15 Christians, nine black guys one jew and we'd be like yeah that's good it's, you could still say it could still be racist he you did the math though. but he did the math you know he showed his work <laughs> he was funny as hell too because he would also tell this is like seventh grade too and he would tell us like how to drink he'd be like he's like a common mistake is like some people when they drink a six-pack they drink it too quickly now if i pace myself with a six-pack and have it you know, like one in the first quarter two in the second quarter two in the third one in the fourth I'm fucking, I'm good. I got a oh nice buzz and I feel healthy. So I'm like, well, he's just telling us that he had six beers the other night. <laughs> and then I remember I, I had like a summer job one year. I coached at like this other school, like their summer camp. And they're like, you know, suds. And I was like, yeah, they're like, that guy can fucking drink. That was the suds. first thing they said. And he was a hilarious guy. And, and he was actually like a great dude. But you he got- was the funniest, the fucking funniest. And would just be like that that this head of the school was such a fucking conservative waspy guy oh really and and he would look at him like i fucking hate this guy and he would just he would just like he turned around and like you know give him the bird shit like that like fucking like jokingly just to like make us laugh he's so fucking funny this was what age again the high school yeah dude it matters so much to have any sort of teacher or just uh faculty member that you think is cool to to give you a little taste of like what not adult comedy, but just like not taking shits too seriously. Like even at that he level, had George right? Carlin's voice. He had the voice of Carlin. It was like he was made to deliver jokes. Wow. He was so funny. And uh, he would just say shit like people would walk by. I remember one time like parents would be like, because well, he, he was the baseball coach, and, but he was also like the head of all athletics there. Yeah. And he uh, and I remember he walked by and he goes, when you guys try to turn to double play, it's what I think of when I wipe my ass. And t- parents were just like, what? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> oh, he would say shit when people were like, you know, they they throw they they call a ball and he'd be like, he'd be like a ball. Like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Then they call a strike and he'd be like, well, you got a hot date to get to. No shit like that. You trying to get out of here? Oh my god! Yeah, our funniest dudes. Our coach would do the same thing where he'd make those stabs. Like he would, like you know, I after I for he did basketball too. So after I quit football to do uh, Dan Zuko and then basketball, if I screwed up a you know a a play, he'd be like, "Sorry, I don't have a script for this fucking play, Adam Ray." (laughs) He called. uh, We had a kid on our team who wore a turban. His name was Chunny, and he'd be like, "God damn it, Chunny, Chunny, what the fuck is a Chunny?" And uh, we had two um, Indian kids that were like sharpshooters, left-handers. They were twins, him and Mitt Nakash. And if they were missing shots in practice, he's like, what is it, fucking Ramadan? Get a oh, fucking snack fucking inside you. But, yeah, same <laughs> shit. Like, we'd all laugh. But the thing is, is he Coaches do not have the most progressive takes on uh, Muslim culture usually. <laughs> <laughs> not, Especially not... in the 90s, 80s, 90s. Oh, yeah, dude. 2000s. There are a few moves back. Did you, have he you seen the... a kid, He called a kid once. He goes... He's like, you playing defense. He was like poetic. He, call, he called a kid his defense. He goes, you're like a fart in a blizzard. A fart in a blizzard. Dude. Was fucking, that was great. Just insignificant. You're nothing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. There's a, have you seen The Way Back with Ben Affleck? I want to. You know what? We Just watch it. I saw him, we saw him in the grocery store like the Tuesday that this hit. We saw Ben Affleck. He was just buying flowers for us. But like, yeah, I kept making jokes about how bad that movie looked when we were in the theater. And then I was reading the reviews. I was like, fuck, this might be good. It just looks so cheesy. But then I started reading about it. I was like, I bet I'd love this movie. Look, you're going to love it because, A, it's, uh, it's a high school basketball flick. It's a basketball flick. You get enough of that. I mean, look. Affleck's great, dude. I got to give it up. Like, I shit on him occasionally. But like, the town. Is, dude, the I town. Gone Girl. He's so good, dude. Chasing Amy. Gone? Gone, baby, Chasing gone. Him. Yeah. 
Um, fucking awful 90s goatee that like like that's like a, you're like you know when the movie was made when you see that goatee oh like, 96 what is this you know? even mall rats he would have won best supporting actor for i love mall rats when it came out man that was like a definite oh i probably watched it was the first movie i think i watched over 100 times oh, i man, thought jason, jason lee, lee was a comedy god killed it yeah his timing's gold He's this great. guy still on the fucking escalator man so good Stan Lee. Um, <laughs> that was when Marvel was like in the shitter. Yeah. That was when Marvel was like bankrupt. Stan Lee's just making cameos that weren't in his, in his own movie. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he popped up in Love Actually for some reason. Did he? Um, no, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's how many that's how, how many times I've dodged that movie in relationships. I would have bought it. Like Stan Lee. Yes. Yeah, he just impresses some girl about how he knows Spider Man and he fucking got laid. It's amazing. Um, did, did Stan Lee bang Laura Lane? <laughs> Dude, that's what happens when you roll double sixes in Jumanji. Uh, you Is get the end. I've heard that. Get, I've heard that movie's great. The first one I saw in theaters and it, with my nieces, and it was fantastic. They loved it. They made me love it more because they were so into it. And then The Rock followed me on Instagram because I made some weird Whoa. post about I I made some joke about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles and was like. As soon as it came out, I was, and they were selling, they were sold out. I posted it and then was like, what guy could I tag in this? Which, by the way, I never do, where I tag like a celebrity and whatever. And I was like, what celeb would, not her, not Chris Martin. I was like, oh, if people might rock ball candles, I bet they would actually sell. So I was like, hey, rock, Yan get Yankee Doodle Candle Company on the phone, your move. Next thing I know, I start getting blown up on Instagram. How do you know The Rock? And I'm like, everybody knows The Rock. What the fuck are you talking about? I go to my uh, comments. He's the first one under. He's like, brother, I've been trying to get these going, blah, 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 this whole thing. And then wow. I look at him, he's following me. So I immediately, look, next hour, throw back a couple cocktails, trying to like bide my time. When do I send the DM? I sent it. Yeah. It said scene, no response. But, oh, <laughs> yeah. Ouch. But, but you know what? But you what? got, the, you got to take the victory. Take the victory, dude. Got the comment. But, but uh, he's so busy. There's a chance he saw it and just fucking. For sure, he was yeah. probably knee deep in Jumanji three uh, rewrites, you know. Totally. But after that interaction, I was like, oh, I can't wait for the second one, and uh, haven't seen it yet. But you know. Yeah, that's big. It looks Rock good. Follows no joke, man. It's no joke. He only follows three hundred and forty-one people. Yeah, Damn. remember? I, yeah, I memorized the number. Uh, but he's uh, he's the last guy though from the wrestling world that I want to see do comedy. John Cena needs to stop. Are you a big I John Cena? I think he's pretty funny in, uh, in that movie Blockers. I thought he was pretty good in that movie. He was pretty good in that. But then I, I don't know, man. It's also like, you know. He's There's always the a place for like a muscle-bound straight man, I think. As long as you kind of know your role. Because like, come on, man. Like, Shannon Tatum is not like a guy I think is funny. But 21 Jump Street's fucking funny. So good. I think as long as you, you play straight, you're good. I, yeah. And The Rock can kind of go either way almost. But uh like you throw Mark Wahlberg in a comedy, I love it, man. You you throw like a I know oh, he's not I, a wrestler, but he's got a scene of vibe a little bit. He's got that four a.m. mindset though. Which, by the way, do you think you could ever, if Mark Wahlberg hit you up on Instagram, followed you, sent you a DM, saw yeah. that you saw it, ten minutes later was like, "Yo, Sammy, saw that you saw my message, waiting for a response. Do you want to get on the four a.m. Wahlberg workout track starting tomorrow? Meet me in my gym at two. We'll do a pre-shake and then work out from four to six. What do you there's, say?" There's, I'd say, is there a catch, and can I be an investor in Wahlburgers? Because I have, uh, I have the inside track on Wahlburgers, how to make you guys big. Not well, what is vegan that? I don't know. I'm just bullshitting. <laughs> no, but I, at, I would probably look at me so I've interested seen... in the way to take Wahlburgers <laughs> up a notch, dude. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I fucking, I don't know, man. Like, I, I saw Fear back in the day. I've seen all Wahlburgers. I remember, I. I do. I, I used to do a character for Taylor where I just did a, a guy where, who was obsessed with Mark Wahlberg. I thought that was a fun character. Who yeah. I was like, have you seen Shooter? You know, <laughs> like fucking like who's seen Shooter? I've seen nobody. It. Yeah. And then yeah. and then uh, and then so you see I had Shooter and then uh, and then she's like, name 21 Mark Wahlberg movies. And I think I did it. I think I fucking nailed 20 off my top of my head. Wow. That's pretty good, right? That's imp very impressive. I don't I think, think I could name 21 Jim Carrey movies, and that's that's one of my guys. I think Wahlberg's been in more movies. That's the problem. I showed Taylor Ace Ventura the other night. We're doing a movie podcast, so we're showing movies that are oh, important yeah. to each other. To each other, and she hated Ace Ventura. She lasted twenty five minutes. So part of the deal, first of all, that's upsetting on many levels, and I know sure. I'm supposed to in interview her tomorrow, and that now is in jeopardy. But 
because that's one of my favorite movies. But guess what, dude? Different time, different comedy. It's just I get that it doesn't hold up for it. someone. Jim Carrey's not for everybody. I I love him, but well, uh, that version's I, also I, not for everybody. You know, I showed like, her that's... Beverly Hills Cop, and she loved that. I've showed her, and I showed her Back to School, and she thought that was good. I'm like, okay, let me show you some good comedies. So what um what has she shown you that you've been privy to? We watched Singing in the Rain. That's episode two of our podcast. Dude, it's a great movie. I, I love gotta, it. I got to admit, it's My mom incredible. showed me that. Yeah, the dancing, one shot, one take of some of these fucking 90-minute choreography uh, dance yeah. uh, celebrations. Incredible. A lot of, ju- a lot of jump it. kicks. And we're watching I- Harry Potter tonight, which I've never seen. I've seen the first one. I know there's like 15 of them. but Is it good? For me, it's like Twilight. You've seen one, you've seen them all. Really? She wants me to watch Twilight as a joke, and I was like, that could be a funny episode. I'll give her that. A thousand percent you should do it. Yeah. Um, we watch, I, I threw down Goodfellas for episode one, and she'd never seen that. That's, that's, you can't miss with Goodfellas. Wow. Uh, Godfather? You going to do that to her? She's seen Godfather, but, we, right. but I'm going Chinatown episode five. Good move. That's a great movie. Yeah. That's Did another you- can't miss. I'm a big noir guy. I love old, old school. Like, that's do. a good more. I like the one from like the forties and fifties usually, but that one's fucking perfect, man. Some like it hot. Where does that fall in your, uh, I never seen it actually. That's not a noir though. That's like a comedy, right? Yeah. I'm just talking classics, but but is that, it's great. Dude. If you can throw that in the queue for both you and have it be, there's gotta be some, or is it going to be strictly, Hey, you haven't seen this. You haven't seen this. Down the road, we're going to do, because we both really wanted to see The Way Back, so we might now do that as like an episode we both haven't seen. If you want me to call in with some perspective. and we uh, could, If we can figure out a call in, we'll do a call in. Yeah, we're yeah. having enough trouble doing a podcast on our own. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know if you saw me setting this up. I'm not the most tech-savvy person. No, you're great. Well, you're also exactly right. Like me, I was complicating it with being like, dude, you need a password and a nickname. Like it was just like, you know. Just throw was, down a link. <laughs> I'm in, dude. Simplify this. Uh, that's a, another great idea, by the way, because you're taking what you're already doing and you're like, how can we put a creative spin on it and at least make it more fun, which is, you know, what I think everyone's fighting. Uh, dude, and, it's and, the most fun. And I showed her this old, I've been showing her old noirs and she loves them, dude. The movies from the 40s, that are, they are the best movies ever. They really, like, we watched one the other night called Out of the Past, which is one of my favorites. It's Robert Mitchum from like 53 wow. or something. It's fucking, inc- dude, watch it. Trust me. It's incredible. It, also, it's like such a good script. Uh, I definitely will. What what a gamble too, by the way. Because hey, man, what if your movie taste did just not sync up? You're like, all right, so you can't date someone like that. <laughs> no, and you probably know it's not going to be that way because of the way things are going. But also, there's so many movies, so it's like, cool, you didn't like Ace Ventura. I've got a couple backups, right? Yeah, if she, yeah, if we went right to back to school, and she liked that. But if I, if I were to say like episode one, Goodfellas, and she's like, all right, episode two, thirteen going on thirty, I'd be like, the podcast <laughs> is canceled. Which, by the way, she did say, and I was like, no, we're doing, we can do it down the road, but that's not an early episode. No, you got to get the yeah. If she's yeah, if, if she laid down <laughs> singing in the rain, I'm like, this is a fucking great movie. Yeah, this is like I was excited to see it. Yeah, if you were like Airbud Six, and she's like Shanghai Nights, you're like, all right, this is not gonna work. And I take I that like, back. I'll tell you this. I like Shanghai Night. I was just going to say that was, a, that was a bad example. I saw both twice in the theaters. Airbud, I never saw. Uh, Airbud, I saw the first one. But uh, Phil Hanley, my buddy, wrote the movie Air Buddies, which is one of the sequels. What? Yeah, dude. Dude, I. Phil's one of my best friends. It's fucking it, hilarious. Air, first of all, the first time I saw Airbud, I was. Not. Yeah, dude. First time I saw Airbud, I was real high. And I thought it was just. it's in the same boat as Norbit for me where I go, I think I know why I love this because of the way I'm taking it in, but I don't care. I love it. So so, Norbit's a bad movie that you love. Oh, I love it. Well, I just think Eddie Murphy's a fucking genius. And I think that, I I think, I think how silly and dumb that movie is, uh, takes away from how brilliant he is at, uh, at characters like dude, the Bowfinger obviously is so great. So I, you can't compare Ballfinger and Norbit, but even Eddie Murphy is that um, Rasputia in Norbit, the 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 fat uh, gal that he's married to, is so funny, dude, and it's he's so good that you just you don't. But again, it's so, I guess, dumb for lack of a better word, and and the story is just so silly and that yeah. you don't really appreciate his performance because he also does it in his pinky. So you just go, oh yeah, it's Eddie Murphy doing a character, but it's like. Nah, man, 
find me a couple other people that can do it that believable. You know what I'm saying? To actually yeah, go. Great. Yeah. Well, she hasn't yeah. seen Coming to America, so that's on the list too. We'll, we'll throw Oof. that on. She she's just missed out on like Eddie Murphy and uh, and a lot, just a lot. Beverly Hills Cop, I I just love so much. So I was like, let's just ease in with that because he's so young in it, and I don't know. How about Who Framed Roger Rabbit? You think that's too far back? You know what? It's so weird. I almost, I haven't seen this since I was a kid, and I was just the last gig I did before this shit went down. I was in Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, and the movie theater next to me is playing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I almost went. It's just a plot of Chinatown, isn't it? But it's a cartoon. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. But that's why it's great. And you got Bob Hoskins coming fresh off his Smee performance and hook with Robin Williams. Another one you could probably... She tried to put that in the game, but I've seen it. So maybe that'll be like a down-the-road one. I, yeah. I, I love... Dude, this is perfect because everyone's watching movies right now. Everyone's yeah. streaming. I think, I think it'll catch on. I think people are going to like this thing. But What about Schindler's List? Has she seen Schindler's List? You know what? She wanted to... I don't know if she's seen it, but she wanted to watch Contagion. And I was like, let's watch fucking Schindler's List. while Because like, like, I don't want to watch Contagion. Schindler's List will at least give us perspective. At least it's like, like, yeah, they couldn't fucking do P90X and, you know, fucking the Holocaust. You know, we have some perspective, but like Contagion, come on, man. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then she wants to watch that. And I was like, we end up watching Jojo Rabbit, which is fucking amazing. Such a good movie. Yeah, I... I um. I think I was all Nazi'd out this year, but I definitely want to put that on. <laughs> That's a great review. If I weren't Nazi'd out, I would have given it four stars. <laughs> uh, I wasn't well, Nazi'd out this year. I was slaveried and retarded <laughs> out, but um, <laughs> those are the ones that always win, right? The yeah, yeah, always, dude. It's, uh, it's why Stiller talked to you in that. Because there hasn't been like a great slavery movie since 12 Years a Slave. There hasn't. I mean, dude, that, that was, was great. Dude, uh, Dan I told Soder. Keith Robinson. I told Keith Robinson. I just saw the uh, Twelve Years a Slave. It was it was excellent. He goes, "Fuck you." He's like, <laughs> "White guys aren't allowed to be that enthusiastic about it." I was like, "All right, that's fair." Dan Soder and I met doing co-headlining Helium in Portland, right? Oh, and wow. uh, and we both had known Nate uh, pretty well at that time. Him way more so, but Nate had given given me the okay, and we just got along right away, right? Just uh, just good good back and forth banter. And he had all these screeners, and he was like. After the Thursday show, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't really feel like going to a bar. I'm kind of tired. He's like, you know, smoke pot and watch one of these movies. I go, yeah. So we're in the hotel room and I'm sitting on the chair, kind of in the corner. He's on the edge of the bed. We watched 12. There was a list of, of screeners. We both had wanted to see it. We're like, let's watch 12 years of slave. And we both kind of joked about like, all right, this is going to be a great uh, way to truly get to know one another. And then we're watching it and both kind of very high, just every 20 minutes, just being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, oh god and then we joked later where it was like we almost were starting to pay attention to like how much we were both you know disturbed by it and, and needed to vocalize that um and yeah. and how much we need to vocalize by it and then uh and then uh and then at one point it ends and dan just looks at me and just goes so we both agree this sucks right and i go oh yeah 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 in full full uh support of this is not good he was like okay good uh, actually maybe it was towards not halfway through he was just like let me just get a gauge that you and i see the world uh some, somewhat through the same set of goggles oh the movie or the or the behavior in it uh, the 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 behavior oh okay good <laughs> oh i'm sorry yeah 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 <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's fucking Look, funny jam was like he was like i was really just praying to God that you weren't going to get up and walk out halfway. And I was going to be like, where are you going? And be like, dude, Hollywood just really just added a lot of movie magic on this thing. And I, yeah, you really know, I took... saw that movie in St. Louis at one of those like reclining seat theaters, which is so fucking hilarious that that was an option. Dude. That, like, I'm like, I, I'm too comfy for this. this is yeah. Much, but... That's very funny. Yeah. You want to, not that you want to be on the edge of your seat, but you should have I saw the... it alone. I saw it alone, at least. Wait, so did, please tell me at least during the inappropriate parts, you didn't like just. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, well, let me pop a raisinette. Let me. You guys are out of goobers. Life is so unfair. <laughs> uh, dude, thanks for doing this. Yeah, it's fun as hell to talk to you. Man. Yeah, man, you too, we'll do bud. Do it again, man. It's fun. I know we just kind of started to, to be around each other before uh, shit hit the fan, but hopefully we can kick it live in the flesh when things resume. You know, for sure. Um, Let's do it. But uh, uh, I got this. You're special on YouTube, man. I'm gonna 
tweet out a link and all the goodies because uh, it's so Thank good. You, and, and what a good time to consume uh, laughs, which, you know, I'm sure you're finding too, man. People, you know, are – and it's why you're, you're – you guys trying to come up with content is so, um, you know – just valuable like people i didn't realize how much i at first i was like ah, is it too self-serving am i just trying to like but then you you do realize you do need to flex this muscle and then people are doing what we're doing but just yeah aren't i mean look i've seen some podcasts come out of some friends that i'm like all right clearly everyone is bored where they're like hey yeah. we uh we, we, <laughs> we're just a couple of dads at home but then guess what they could find a lane because hey man there's yeah. a shit ton of dads at home that might want to watch other dads you know yeah i think people want to escape right now so wherever you find it you know good i i exactly it's important to you know not give into this i think when you when you give into this and get it's already it, you f sometimes feel like this is a road gig without the comedy you yeah know, when you're just staying in so i wow. think it's important to, it's important to remember and then also taylor's used the term like let's be careful not to just panic create which i think is a good term because i feel like people panic doing content with all these instagram lives so Dude, what, a, some thought into it. what a fresh, I don't know how she has such like worldly views and like wisdom like that at 26. Yeah, it's, it's great. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, maybe I'll see you tomorrow when I talk to her. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sounds Thanks. Good, man. Thanks, Taylor. All right. All right. Enjoy the night. See you, bud. Take care, Adam. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.